This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie High Fidelity. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie High Fidelity, which my guest has seen before. He is a Twitch streamer, musician, and the founder of the band Get Set Go. I'm so happy to welcome Michael Torres. You might better know him as the Internet's musician, Mike TV. How are you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm spectacular, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. No, I, it's, it's so great to have you on the show. I'm so happy that you're here. And honestly, for the first time on Cinemavention, I couldn't. I, this movie is like a musician's favorite, I have to imagine, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's it's funny because for me, for me, certainly, um, one of the things that gave it a lot of cred in my it, it, it's to my friends, you know, when the movie came out, was that they basically all the posters, the music. I mean, the music, the music is spectacular, but the music is also kind of like it kind of runs the full gamut of. Uh, uh, you know, of the, of from the '60s all the way to present day, or at least present day at that point in time. But mm-hmm. all the posters were like, it's guided by voices and Sonic Youth, and like and like all the bands that were like our our go to favorite bands at that point in time. So we're like, oh, so we you know, so we're like constantly like checking out. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at you see the poster? That's oh, I went to that show. You know, yeah, cool stuff like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, before we uh, get started on the movie, let's uh, let's give some stats real quick before we get started here. So High Fidelity is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors. Unfortunately, not available to stream in the U.S. as of this recording. Uh, Check JustWatch.com if that changes in the future. High Fidelity was released by Touchstone Pictures on March 31st, 2000. I think this is the first uh, 2000s movie that I've covered as well. Mm. The movie was directed by Stephen Frears and stars John Cusack. Wait for it. Iban Yala, hopefully I said that right, <laughs> Jack Black, Lisa Bonnet, and Todd Luisio. The movie had a budget of $30 million, but only made $47.1 million in theaters. Ouch. <laughs> uh, Mike, though, you were talking about this movie a little bit. Uh, when was the first time you saw it, though? Um, I, think I, I think I caught it in theaters. Um, but but it didn't it didn't really become a movie that I was hyper familiar with until I I, I believe my buddy uh, I don't one of my one of my buddies had it had it on it on a, as a DVD and so we would and we so we'd put it in at parties and stuff like that and it would be playing in the background so okay um, and and that was kind of where we became I became familiar with it okay right. significantly familiar with it yeah gotcha yeah so right around uh, two thousand then okay cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, or, or, or that one. I mean, I think we, I think that was ha- probably happening two thousand six, two thousand seven was when, was when we were we were watching it, you know, with some frequency. Oh, okay. It was, okay. It was just like a go to party. It was a go to have the TV on, have something playing. We're a bunch of musicians. High fidelity is playing in the background, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, 
of course, uh, you're you're a musician, so we got to talk about the music in this movie, right? So I uh, I looked at it. According to IMDb, there are over 57 songs credited. Um, according to IMDb, uh, Wikipedia says there were 70. I'm sure there were probably some songs that they licensed that they didn't end up actually using. <laughs> I'm wondering though, it's like because there's so many songs. Like I've never seen a movie with this many songs in it. And I'm almost wondering, like, how much of this budget was spent on licensing all this music? To be honest, I wish I could find a like a figure on this, but like I really couldn't find one. But, you know, I, I mean, budget of 30 million. I mean, I don't know. You you have done like some uh, music licensing. Of course, uh, you had uh, Get Set Go's music on Grey's Anatomy. And mm-hmm. so you would m- maybe know a little bit more about this. Of course, that's a TV series, but uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean so it, it is, I mean, for a, it, cause it, it is, wasn't it, wasn't it released by Warner brothers? I mean, I mean, it, it is, it is a major, it was a major release or it was touchstone. Yeah. So it was, it is a major release. They certainly paid, you know, even, even if, you know, even if the, the, the bands or the, whoever, whoever handled the licensing, uh, you know, gave it to them at sort of a favored nation's rate. It's still, I'm still certain that they must've spent a few million dollars just getting all the licensing. Cause, cause the thing is, is that like, you know, for film and TV, um, you know, or for TV, you know, it, it's like, if it's a, if it's a, an, an ABC show or something like that, or if it's, if it's a major network, you know, they'll, they'll drop $20,000, uh, for, for a license. And it's not just the $20,000 that they pay for the, for the sync rights. Like, like they pay twice. So they pay, they pay for the, the, the sync, they pay for the, 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 the ability to use it on the show and the broadcast, but then they also pay to, to, so that they can they can then replicate it as as a as a DVD or or digitally or whatever. So so mm-hmm. they're paying you they're paying you twice, and um and so yeah so so it's like so if they if they commit to twenty thousand dollars they're actually paying you forty thousand dollars. So so it had to have been. I mean, considering all of the names that they they got for it, like you know it's like it's Bob Dylan and Lou Reed and the Rolling Stones and and like you know I mean there's 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 crazy amounts of like yeah. um you know yeah so. So it's, well, and it's, and they also had like um didn't I mean I I know they talked about Nirvana of course this is this came out in the 2000s mm-hmm. so Nirvana was kind of like still kind of a big name um yeah. back in oh, those yeah, days certainly. so certainly mm-hmm. uh, yeah what what did you think of the song selection uh by the way too I mean there there's a lot of good ones that you could pick from but uh but what, what did you think of the soundtrack yeah. as a whole. I mean, I, I, I really, I really loved it. Um, it, it's funny. It, the, um, it was, there was a huge amount of, and which makes sense because they're, they're kind of music snobs and, and, and I, and I think that the, the soundtrack kind of depicted that, but the thing is, is like, I mean, there was, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, even, even amongst the popular, like, you know, like the, the like the Lou Reed song is who loves the sun, which is that, which is one of their most catchy kind of like traditional kind of bouncy like it's not white light well you know it's not white heat white noise it's not like you know it's not even it's not even uh you know um you know heroin or or some of their other more popular but like popular bigger but and more quintessential uh a velvet ground a velvet underground songs but but it's 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 a it's a pop song you know um mm-hmm. but it's but it's it's one of my it, but that's in fact that that placement was uh was absolutely really thrilling for me and was one of the motivators for me to learn that song I actually, I actually covered that song for a little while back in the back in the uh, early days of Get Set Go, 
Um, wow, that's yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it was that was inspired by that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. like my personal favorites. I here's the thing: like a lot of these tracks, like a lot of these tracks, I was hearing for the first time. Like I'll be honest, oh, like there were yeah. a f- there were a lot there were some that I knew. I mean, obviously, my personal favorites. I mean, these aren't these aren't really groundbreaking songs, I guess. But you know, my personal favorites: Crocodile Rock. You heard like towards the very beginning of the movie. And then we are the champions. Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah. hilarious about that song, though, is that the timing that they play that song, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's when uh, Rob uh, was celebrating the fact that Laura hadn't had sex Had with Ian yet. yet. yet and yet, that yet. was kind of the the winning soundtrack. And I'm like, got to take the wins where you can get them, I guess, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Which, which is in fact, that's really that's the I think one of the the, the really uh, fun yet at the same time at the same time telling things about the movie is that it's very much a 20 something movie maybe an early maybe 20 something 30 some early 30 something movie but but the perspective on relationships and that sense of controlling like like that that want that des- desire to have ownership and that like like a lot of the, a lot of that it's just it's it's the kind of thing like like even even the the uh the the, the demonstrative like your this is my all time this is my top five this like uh-huh. this is that just that's just it, to me it, it smacks of a very twenty something kind of perspective like 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 I I don't I don't have many friends I don't have any conversations with my. 30, uh, my late thirties and my, and my 40 year old friends where we're discussing, you know, uh, any of that kind of stuff. And I, and so, so I, and I never, and I, of course I had, I haven't seen this movie in like a decade. So I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, you know, it's really crazy that this is very much encapsulates this time in their lot. Li- like this, like, it's not only, it's not only f- f- uh, of its, of its time, but it's also of it, of the age of the characters, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, because I mean, realistically, too, like, because I I remember I remember when I was a teenager. I mean, when when you're a teenager, it's like the music that comes out when you're a teenager kind of really defines like it in in many ways, it kind of defines what your taste in music is. Of course, it can evolve as you get older, of course. But like those songs that come out when you're a teenager, it's like those are like the ones you don't forget. You know what I mean? Like. Amen. You absolutely, and and it, it becomes it becomes a part of the fabric of who you are, right? So mm-hmm. if you're into punk rock, you're a punk rock kid, and you, you like you focus on the punk rock. And if you're into hip hop, and if you're into if you're into some esoteric brand of hip hop or some esoteric brand of ska, or or you're really into jazz, like we we kind of define who we are by the music we listen to, you know. And so and mm-hmm. a lot of it comes with its own outfits, you know. Like there's a punk look, and there's a hip hop look, and there's a there's a rave look, and there's a you know, and there's there's a, you know, there's a swingers look, you know, like, like, like the, like the, you know, like the, the kind of like ballroom dancing kind of like, you know, so, so there's, there's all sorts of like aesthetics that go along with the music on top of just the music itself. So, and mm-hmm. particularly when you're young, it's easy to just kind of like buy into the whole thing. Like, you know, like, like, oh, all the goth kids, you know, like, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I like mopey music. So I'm going to also dress in all black and, you know, and, and, you know, and wear black lipstick and be mopey, you know? Okay, yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. My chemical romance that comes to yeah, mind with yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, uh, but Jack Black has a, not only has a role in this movie, but he also has like a musical performance in this movie. And so we had to look up, um, when tenacious D was and like tenacious D was kind of formed in uh 97. And so tenacious mm-hmm. D was kind of, was kind of a thing during this time but i mean well 
but yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no. In fact, in fact, I actually have a, a very interesting tenacious D story that, that, that it happened at this exact period in time. Oh yeah. So, okay. Uh, or, or not even at this period in time. It happened in like 1998. So, so it happened before this, but, but so this is tenacious D like we had never, so tenacious D I guess was kind of, was kind of getting known in the Los Angeles area at the same time. Now my band, the, the proto get set go band was called vermicious K. So we okay. were Vermicious K. They were called Tenacious D. Mm. And, um, and so, and so somebody, uh, um, and so there was, there was a message board. There was a Los Angeles message board. I don't know. I don't remember what, what it was affiliated with. It might've been the LA weekly, but somebody was like, Oh my God, I see there's a band called Vermicious K playing on the LA weekly or, or, or like, like in the LA weekly listings, mm-hmm. uh, we should get, and, and there was somebody connected with Tenacious D and they're like, we need to get Tenacious D and Vermicious K to like, do like a band off. And then, and then who, you know, and the victory will be, we'll keep the name, you know, we'll keep the no so, way. Letter, yeah. And so that was, so that was the very first time we'd ever encountered the, the name Tenacious D because mm-hmm. we were, like, were like, Oh, there's some band that Tenacious D that wants to challenge us to, you know? so we're like, all oh, right, that's, you know, and so we're like, we're, so we're like, yeah. So we like I I think that my my bandmates responded, but we didn't we never heard back, you know. And then of course, like a couple years later, it turns out Tenacious D becomes Tenacious D, and we're like, you know, yeah. But uh, but <laughs> that was really crazy. I was like I was like that's so that's so weird. So that so that was my first introduction to the na- the word Tenacious D mm-hmm. was you know yeah. That's but, crazy, and and yeah. and also like yeah, because did did you know that Jack Black? I, I had to assume you knew that Jack Black was a part of Tenacious D. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, that's yeah. that's crazy. But like and, and it's funny you say that because like because Jack Black actually does have a cre- incredible performance in this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I here's the thing though. I don't I don't like Jack Black's character though. And I get the sense, by the way, because because I, I get the sense that Jack Black in real life is not as much of a musical snob as his character Barry is. Yeah, and and I do not, and I do not like him for like I hate people that are so pretentious about music like that. Like I just I hate it. Right? Like listen yeah, to I, what you want to listen to. Right? It, although although it, it yeah, you're you're absolutely right. But the thing is is that it, it, that for some reason it definitely seems that the more you pay attention to music, the more granular you get, the more into a band you get, the more dismissive you become of the people around you that don't know as much as you know. You know, the thing is like it's mm-hmm. so crazy. Like I can't tell you. how how many billions like you know i mean it, it or even like yeah i i i've had multiple because com- again i i i you know I, I was part of a a very vibrant music scene in in los angeles and i would you know we would get into these intense conversations like deep into like you know what you know what was the better guitar tone of this you know of this track at this point in time and so and so played it no they didn't they like you know and so we'd go to the liner notes and you know and i'm like i, I mean i i i was never that I, I just don't really don't i don't i'm not that much of a gearhead i'm not that i don't really pay that much attention but but just being around guys that cared that much like the thing is, is it like it becomes attractive. You just find it's like it's like the uh, it's like a black hole. You just get slowly start getting pulled into it. Next, yeah. thing you know, you're you know. I I suppose. So, I suppose. So, oh, go ahead. No, no they, so they did a great. They did a great job of of representing like the kinds of guys that do work at at record stores and do and do take it seriously because you know that's mm-hmm. that's what happens. You know, you just you just you you take it real seriously, and next thing you know, you're like. I, get away from me you don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah no, it, to the point too where like they it like like barry would not uh would not hesitate to refuse a sale to someone because because of their music taste which i yeah, thought was yeah. like i don't know it was, it was so like it was so like mighty and tall of him to do that but it's like 
whatever, dude, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, again, and, and, and I, and from my perspective, I, I really do. I think that that is also a very 20 something thing. You know, like the thing is, is cause it's really funny. Like, I think that, that if you were to follow these characters, I mean, it really, it'd be really interesting if they made a high fidelity two that took mm-hmm. place 15 or 20 years later, you know, or, or took place now with those characters at the age. Because the thing is, is that like, because at some point in time as a musician, which obviously now he, he now he is, you realize that like everybody that's making music is keeping everybody else listening to music. And so they're all, you're all allies ultimately. Like, like, mm-hmm. yes, there's lots of jealousy and yes, there, yes, there's lots of competition, but, but ultimately when you really think about it, everybody's helping it. As long as people are keeping, as long as people have anybody paying attention, they're doing everybody that makes music a service, you know? And so, and so yeah. you eventually do overcome that, overcome that hurdle. But I mean, not, not everybody, but you know, yeah. but a lot of us do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, here's the thing about that too, because there, there's a, uh, there's a pair of shoplifters in the movie that like <laughs> basically get caught at, at, and it's like, by the way, it's impressive how much they were able to, uh, how much they were yeah. able to steal by yeah. the way. But, um, but here's the thing. Rob decides um, that they eventually or, or Rob decides to sign them basically like to his own, I guess, record label sort of. I I didn't really quite understand the point of this. I, I mean, and maybe you can shed some light on this. But in my mind, the way that I saw this was like, you know, I, I mean, I saw it as like Rob kind of you know, realizing his purpose, I guess you could say, like, it was more about Rob's purpose than it was about them getting a record deal. Right. Well, I think, I think it's also, it's also a pretty logical, um, evolution of a, of a record shop. Like the thing is, is that like, like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a, if you're a influential and by influential, you know, if you're the, re- if you're the record store that all of the record nerds go to, to find the record nerd music, you know, um, then, 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 then you've got a lot of influence amongst the tastemakers of that, you know, cause they're the ones, they're the ones hunting out the new, the new EP or the new album or the new single from the band that no one's heard of. So that they can be like, I was, the, I was into them before, like before anybody else, you know? And so if you are able to, if, so, so you have a, so if you own that record store, you have a bit of a tastemaker ability you know mm-hmm. and so and so often what happens is the 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 tastemaker store or the tastemaker music stores of most most markets often matriculate into making putting out their own records just because they realize that they've got access to all these people that themselves are tastemakers you know it's like these are the guys are like oh i was there first you know and so and those guys that, that were either i was there first they're they're the ones that make the zines and they're the ones that write the write the articles on the blogs you know and they're the ones that like and so and so it just becomes a, a logical next evolution so but you you are right the thing is is that like I do, I do think that there is the underpinning is that yes, Rob, Rob is, you can only be a critic, you can only be a critic for so long. Mm -hmm. And then, and the thing is, is that like, you know, yeah, you need, if you, if you, if you love something and you don't contribute to it in some fashion or another, then, you know, then, then, then you're always, you're always, you know, you always have your, your face pressed up against glass looking on the outside, looking in, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of those uh those music writers and music reviewers, you know. Um here here's the thing. Towards the end of the movie, uh Rob gets the call from this music writer Caroline, uh basically to do a story 
Um, you know, Rob is, you know, starting to DJ again, uh, just like he used to. And it almost seems like Rob and Caroline have this like chemistry and we're about to get together, right? But mm-hmm. thankfully, Perry comes in and saves Rob's ass when he mentioned Laura was on the uh, was on the line, you know, his girlfriend. Right. And yeah. like that, that to me was just like, oh my, like, what a what a prick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, but it, it is it's funny because the thing is, is that like, you know, it, it, it's the. I do. I do think it's a pretty awesome little telling moment because she was into him for his art, right? So here he is. So he's right. so so one thing. One thing that 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 a, a true music appreciator can do that you know that, that allows them to sort of make introduce music to the world is they can be a DJ, right? So they can literally just play the albums that they love, and they can they can and then they can, they can come up with great sequences of oh this song leading into this song is gonna be amazing, you know. And so and so this guy did that very well because he loved music, and so and so he was being recognized and acknowledged that his taste in music was really spectacular. So so he was being he was getting a little bit of the rock star vibe, you know, from her. And so so it was it was really but it was I saw I thought it was a really great moment in the movie where where he you know he he's getting a little bit of the thing that he's always that he's always given to the bands you know and uh-huh. now and, but you know but then and then the, he gets the reality check you know which is i think you know yeah good for him right you know sure but but let's let's be honest here right and 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 rob even admits this in the movie right but Rob Gordon is kind of an asshole, right? Can oh, we yeah. can we oh, just yeah. agree so, on that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, yeah, I mean like look, he was he was already he was very upset about the potential of Ian uh sleeping with his girl when he'd already slept with the Lisa Bonet character. You know, like like are you kidding me? Like yeah. come on, dude. You know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, like talk about double standards, you know. Yeah, I uh, know. I mean, honestly, all I'm going to say about that is like it speaks a lot to the times. That's all I'm going to say on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but it's interesting because this with this movie, uh Rob is breaking the fourth wall and he breaks the fourth wall so many times, right? <laughs> There's almost no fourth wall left by the end of the movie if you think sure, about sure. it, right? I mean, I, which which I which I I think is actually a, a really curious thing if you if you think about it. So, because he doesn't actually have other than other than and I'm, what's the what's the main character the main lead females what was what's her uh, Laura Laura that's right Laura yeah so mm-hmm. so other than Laura he doesn't really have friends right he's got subordinates right and and he and he's and and the Joan Cusack character is is a friend in quotes but not really the thing is she's more of a she's more of Laura's ally you know and the thing is is and and because of their 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 three way triumvirate relationship he's he's he still meets with her, but I, it really seems like he just meets with her so he can get reports on Laura, you know? Right. So there, there, there doesn't, so it, it seems to me that he doesn't really have a friend network. So where the friend, the friend that he's talking to is the audience. Is because, the audience. You know, yeah. Cause, cause this is internal dialogue, you know, like, like he's, you know, like that's, you know, that's, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's so, he's so much of an introvert and so kind of shut in on himself that mm-hmm. he the only place he can talk to is the imaginary audience you know right it's, it's, yeah it's, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> and it's yeah. funny because we covered uh we just covered ferris bueller uh, a couple episodes ago oh, and yeah. and i was like you thought ferris bueller broke the fourth wall a lot no <laughs> this takes it to a completely different level yeah. right 
Yeah, because I mean, because because he's he's because Ferris Bueller Ferris Bueller is doing a like he's doing this movie and then occasionally interj- interjects an aside. Oh, and look at this! But but Rob is telling us the story. Like he's he's literally he's literally confiding in in us the story that is happening, you know? And so, yeah, so they're, 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 it's a different, it's a different narrative perspective, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, I didn't know that this was Seattle, Washington, where rain <laughs> seems to be a common theme when someone, when some, when, when there, whenever there's like a sad moment or a frustrating moment, it's always raining. Like yeah, what a coincidence, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I mean, but but that that is that literally is also Seattle, which is crazy because I think I think they do they get like they get like three hundred days. Like I mean, I don't know, I don't know so much about recently because again, cl- the whole climate changing stuff. Sure, but um, but I, I do know a, a, a girlfriend of mine uh moved. She moved from Los Angeles up to Seattle, and we were hanging out with her, and we we're like, and and I, I hadn't seen her since she moved, you know. So we're so we're on tour and we're hanging out and. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you think of Seattle? And she's like, it rained like 300 days this year. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. and it's funny because this movie is supposed to be, uh, um, it's supposed to be based in Chicago. <laughs> so oh, like, oh, yeah, which yeah, is, you're right. Which is, I don't, I, uh, yeah, I mean, you're it's just, right. it, oh, this is pure coincidence that it just happens to rain when something bad's happening in the movie, oh. right? <laughs> yeah I, that's that's crazy i literally thought it was you're totally i mean i remember i remember intellectually that it's it's chicago they're talking about all the chicago but but it it could be but it it looks like seattle it feels like seattle i you know so mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy but if it looks if it yeah. looks like it and it talks like it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably seattle <laughs> uh this this movie especially at the beginning likes to use a lot of flashbacks in the movie right and one of them is about uh, Rob. A lot of them are about Rob's younger years. One in particular was like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but like I, I saw, it was in college. Right. And there's this like, I don't know, sex party, I guess you could say, because everybody's sleeping around everywhere. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that in college. But then again, I went to a pretty conservative college. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm 100 percent certain that that kind of stuff happens. Well, I mean, I, well, yes, I, I, I'm 100 percent certain that that kind of stuff happens. But um, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I don't think that uh, that it's necessarily those people who take college that seriously. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, for, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're they're having a great time. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I, no. Oh. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I, I missed out. Yeah. I, I would I, I would love to go to that college. That'd be awesome. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, where could I sign me up? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that, <laughs> is that an elective? Is that uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, speaking on that front, let, let let's talk about Rob's top five ex girlfriends. I will say, here's one thing that I can relate to Rob on, and it's kind of why I picked this movie, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I have definitely done this, where I've tried to figure out, like, what went wrong in a relationship. And in fact, in some instances, mind you, I have actually asked the girl straight up, like Rob did, like, you know, what went wrong in this relationship. So, like, I related so much to that, you know? Sure. Yeah, you know, and and that is, you know, it's funny because I'm not the kind of person, I don't rank... I'm not. I, I do understand that impulse to like want to want to rank things, and and I've definitely I've definitely engaged in that throughout throughout my life at various points in time, um, until until the past four or five years, which I which there's, I have a I have a, a favorites bucket that everything goes into that, and I just don't rank anything. But mm-hmm. but um, the 
the idea of the relationships, like doing the postmortem on the relationship is it, 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 having done that enough times to know that, that, that everything that, that happened in that movie regarding the postmortems is, is a hundred percent true. The thing is, is that like, no one wants it. Everybody wants to do it. And, and it, but it does go both ways. It goes. So sometimes I've had girls reach out to me and be like, Hey, and sometimes I've reached out to them and almost invariably it ends up being a complete nightmare, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, now I understand why we don't get along and we didn't, we shouldn't have done this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, and he's got, yeah. and I feel like Rob is kind of realizing this more as, as the movie progresses. Right. Because, yeah. because you start out with um, Allison, the bleachers girl, right? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I love that the reason for that breakup was, like, she literally, like, basically, like, so th- th- the the story is basically they're kissing, and then this other guy, you know, he, he she starts kissing this other guy, and then they just get married eventually, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's, that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and that is, you know, and, and it does, you know, it from my memories of the middle school years that definitely does seem to be kind of like how things like that work. So, you know, like yep. the thing is, it's like, it was like, Oh, I'm into somebody and maybe we kiss, maybe, we, maybe we play, play like, like the f- seven minutes in heaven game or do it, yep. spin the bottle or something. And there's, there's a little bit of that. And then, and then you're like, Oh wait, I'm, we're not, we're not together anymore. And oh, and you're with this person. Oh, of course that's right. Man, how did that happen? I didn't get the, I didn't get the memo. You know, sadly that has happened yeah. to me a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah, put right? it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the other, uh, here's another one that uh, like Rob broke up with this person. So Rob, um, broke up with Penny Hardwick, who we find, we find out is a movie reviewer. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, and sh- she was the one, uh, if I remember correctly, she was the one that wouldn't have sex with him. And he was like, she was constantly keeping his hands off of her boobs. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that was yeah. kind of the, the thing. Right. And um, I will say like Rob, when, when Rob talks to her about why they broke up, at least she, at least he, Rob like kind of gets straight to the point. He's, he's kind of this way with everyone that he's talking to. Right. Like some people are like, oh, you know, like, let's have a conversation. And then eventually it'll leads up to no Rob just straight up will just go to right where he wants to talk about. Right. Like he gets straight to the point. You know, and, and, and it's funny, I, I, for me, I, I think it, I think that's, it, it's the way that the character was written. Like, you know, like, like, again, again, I don't think that he is the, I don't think he's got a great sense of other people and then like i don't i think his empathy is like like on you know like like if it if it's if it's attributes you know if it's like a D style attribute he's probably got like an empathy of like five you know on a on yeah. a scale of one to 18 you know mm-hmm. so so he doesn't he doesn't really you know i don't think he's good at at at, at those kinds of like sub, more subtle interactions so he just kind of like just goes yeah hey man yeah. yeah. And so, and so, and I think, which is funny, I, I think it does. I mean, I, I think that, that he, do, they, that the character that they've realized for him, both in the story as well as John Cusack as an actor, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's really consistent the entire way through, which is awesome. You know, it, it, that's, uh, it, sometimes people try to shoehorn too much of a, of a stereotype into the actual character, you know, not sure. letting the character be who, who he, be who he is. And so, yeah. Sure. Great. Yeah. Because, because I can, I can relate from, from personally like for me it's like i'm i'm bad with small talk in any like in any scenario it's like if i'm talking to someone and i'm like interested in them and like i'm meeting them for the first time 
And even if it's someone that I want to just be a friend with too, like I'm, I'm just, I'm bad at small talk. Like I'll just get straight to the point a lot of times or in, as in a lot of cases with me, it's like, I, I just won't ever say anything, which is, sure. you know, sure. which is another reason why, you know, <laughs> my relationships are interesting. So <laughs> sure. No, I, I get that. Yeah. That, that's, um, yeah. And, and I think, I think, and I think that Rob shares, you know, I think that Rob character kind of, share, which is, I think, I think, uh, you know, a part of the fabric of the kind of guys that are attracted, you know, it's, it, it, and which is funny because it, it doesn't mean that he's not, he doesn't have a full panoply of emotive experiences, which is why he's so heavily into music. It, to me, it seems like because he is himself and, and all those guys are both Barry, Barry and, um, uh, and the Dick. other guy, Dick. Yeah. Barry and Dick, they, uh, you know, they, they all of them have the same. They they all of them have this kind of social awkwardness. Like, I mean, uh, Barry is Barry is a lot more gregarious, but he's also off putting. You know, right? He, he, you know, kind of kind of in a, in a in a in a like a you know almost on the uh, somewhere on the autistic spectrum kind of way. You know, like 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 he's so so they yeah. all, all have their own sort of things that make them a little bit you know, difficult to, to connect with, with, and the thing is, and of course, and so for me, from my perspective, like, it definitely feels like, like that's, so that's where, that's where the music comes from, you know, like that's, the, yeah. that's why they turn to music as the outlet, because it gives them a b- much broader range of emotional experience than they're able to like experience on a person to person basis, you know? Yeah, right. Because yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that too, because like he, when he's talking with Penny, it's like, he's kind of, <laughs> he's kind of being a dick in in, oh, yeah. in the sense of like because when he's talking to penny like penny talks about like she ends up with this other guy honestly i don't remember his name but it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, story yeah. but it's, like it's, it's not the marco guy but it's the it's the it's penny's marco version yeah <laughs> right yeah 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 and yeah. and like and basically like penny admits to rob by the way that like essentially he basically raped her if i'm not yeah, yeah. mistaken yeah. right but yeah. but Rob is just like completely missing the point out of yeah. out of that and like is not empathetic at all to yeah. Penny's situation. It, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which again, again, I I think that speaks to the fact that he's telling the story to the audience and not to a friend. You know, I again because I think it's all part and parcel of the kind of person he is, you know, that he's very much the star of his own universe. He's star he's the star of his own movie, which he is in this particular instance, right. the actual star of the movie. You know, and 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 everybody else are just extras, you know. And so it's difficult for him to give people the kind of shrift that 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 you would expect from from one person to particularly people that have been intimate, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, yeah, so I yeah, I, I think I think you know, I I it, it, it's funny. I do, you know, thinking about this movie because we, you and I were going to discuss it. You know, like like I spent some time kind of contemplating it, and I was realizing, yeah, that they that there is they really have done a really great job of kind of capturing these kinds of people and how you know and and how and how difficult it must. Now, again, as somebody that doesn't suffer from from that intensive lack of empathy, how difficult it must be for for the, to to just ne- negotiate the world. Mm-hmm. And make relationships, substantive friendships and substantive romantic relationships when it's difficult for you to really have those connections, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah, absolutely. And because um, the uh, the other ex that they talk about, Sarah, Sarah is kind of an interesting one because it, it sounds to me like Sarah and Rob weren't 
actually officially an item. They were kind of just, <laughs> I don't know, almost using's not the right word, but they were like using each other to vent kind of yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. because they, they were sex buddies you know yeah yeah and yeah, yeah yeah like friends with benefits i guess you could say yeah, because yeah. like because you know they, they they were both talking about their big breakups right and then that was the reason that they got together like th- that just seems so unrealistic by the way with how basically he was like <laughs> you know it's like kind of they're they're talking about their past relationships, and then just all of a sudden they kiss and want to start making love. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, it, it's funny. I, I think I think that I there is definitely a period, you know, because it's it's sort of the rebound effect, right? So the thing is, is it, so you feel you feel in your in your. I mean, I, again, I think it was a little bit hyperbolized. That scene was a little bit hyperbolized for the the purposes of the movie. Sure, but yeah. I, def, I definitely do like like like. There is this weird little sweet spot when if you like because I've taken advantage of it. In fact, in fact, the song "Wait" that I wrote for a girl that she had broken up with her boyfriend, and I you know I I, I took advantage of that little sweet spot. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, for that that kind of, that kind of thing, so I, I could I can definitely see how that like it does it didn't feel illegitimate to me that that I just sure hyperbolized because they were yeah. like because they're like they're like oh we're talking about our exes and then they look over at each other and they they start making out like that's <laughs> yeah that's a little you know no, but, yeah uh, absolutely I yeah I would definitely agree with you on that yeah yeah because yeah because it's not completely unrealistic but yeah but the way they get to that oh, yeah. point is <laughs> yeah. very unrealistic they just look at each other and then they just start going at it which is <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. And 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 Rob is basically upset at the fact that you know Sarah did find someone else and is v- yeah. very happily with them. Uh, I mean, obviously, it sounds like the relationship didn't work out because you know she's single when they're talking right now, right? But it almost yeah, feels like yeah. he feels entitled to her. Almost, I, 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 that's how I that's how I interpreted it. Almost, well, like no, no, in fact, if you, in fact, if you think about it, that's the way he feels about every every girl. Right. The thing yeah. is, it's like he 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 has a sense of ownership. Like, see, that's the thing. It's like, and in fact, I think, in fact, I think that is one of the things that gives me a little sense of of maybe that maybe that he and Laura will do better. You know, but but again, I don't. The thing is, is, is that he. You don't when you're in a relationship. If you feel like there's ownership, I, I mean, see, I, I I joke about that all the time with with my current girlfriend. Uh, like, you know, like I'm like I own you. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but. But the thing is, but if you really, if you really feel like there's ownership, the thing is, is that like you stop, you, you know, cause we're all of us changing on a, d- a daily basis. You stop paying attention to those little changes. You stop like being present because it's like, it's like, it, it, it becomes something that, that is always yours. And that's, that, and that's not the case with anything, you know, even the things yeah. that we do, you know? And so, um, so I, I think that that's, I think that, that, that and that's also a, 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 a very I don't want to, I hate using the word immature, but it's a very youthful perspective, you know? Sure. And so, and so, and he, but he does, he has that sense of ownership with the, with the first girl and then with, and then with the the second girl and then with like all Penny and Michelle and like, and, 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 and even, even Charlie, Charlie is because Charlie a little bit, because he's, he's sort of, he's sort of hitting above his weight class. Um, he, he knows he can't really hold on to her, but he still, he still has that same sense of ownership because when he sees her with Marco, he's, he's all, you know, like he's yeah. outside the place, you know, like, so, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. When, yeah. Cause you talked about, yeah, Charlie. Um, yeah. And she, she was like, kind of the, like, I, I've definitely, I've definitely had 
uh, I've definitely met some people who are like that. Um, and, and girls in particular too, who are like this, where they're just like chatty all the time. And like most of the time I, I almost, I don't mind it personally. I know some people don't like that as much. I personally don't mind that. Sure. Um, and like, and the thing is, it's like, like he gets invited to her dinner party and is kind of just <laughs> waiting for his moment to <laughs> talk. I love how Charlie is just like, she knew what he was going through. It's like, you're going through your, what does it all mean moments again? Yeah. 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 And it is, and it is funny. And she does, and she certainly does strike me as the kind of person that people would reach out to because she she yeah. is kind of slightly glamorous and she's beautiful and she's and she's communicative but she's i mean she's very self-obsessed which is something that which is crazy that he didn't he didn't pick up up on that until this night you know but the thing is is like, so i can definitely see how she has and she definitely seems to be attracted to a certain kind of like shallower guy you know so mm-hmm. i can definitely see how all of these people like like she meets somebody and then five years later, they reach out to see what went wrong. Like, like it definitely seems like she's setting these things up. Like this is like the this is like the 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 relationship wheel that she's on is yeah. just she's going to keep having these conversations over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I want to before we get to Laura, I want to talk about uh, the <laughs> another one night stand. I guess you could say that mm. Rob has in the movie. Uh, and it's with Maria, the uh, musician who is performing at the bar. And I have to imagine as you, you as a musician, musician, like, like you have, you have, you have been in Maria's place, right? Like performing in bars and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and, and there is, you know, it, it is crazy there. In fact, one thing that I've noticed just as a, as a, you know, cause I, I was the impresario of a, a nightclub in Los Angeles Mm-hmm. That was a very, very successful night, you know, and um, and it's really interesting how the stage changes somebody's attractiveness. Right. Like mm-hmm. once somebody walks up on stage and the whole place is paying attention to that person, it adds a, a crazy sparkle or patina to that person, you know. Yeah. And um, and I've and, and so it's, it's it's crazy. So there have been there have been girls where I'm like, oh, she's really cute. I mean, but I, but I didn't like, I didn't think like, like, oh my God, you know, like, but I was like, oh, she's cute and nice to meet you. And how you doing? And you, you guys are up at, you guys are on at like nine thirty or whatever, you know, right. whatever the time slot is. And then, but then when they climb up on stage, I'm like, wow, she's just a knockout, you know, like, and, there, cause it, and there's something about, about, so yeah. So, and I've definitely, I, I don't, I don't, obviously I don't exploit that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I certainly did exploit that in the first like ten years of my professional music. Fair, career. no, that no, sh- sure. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's superpower, you know. It, it yeah, really yeah. Is. Superpower. You walk out and you're like, "Hi, yes, I, I just, I, I know we were talking a little while ago, and you didn't find me that attractive, but now I'm here. Now, yes, now you can't take your eyes off of me. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And well, and, and here's the thing too. She kind of glances over at Rob too before yep. before yep. Rob even talks with her at the, you know the signing booth or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, and 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 basically, she kind of takes a liking to Rob and like meets him at his record store, right? And they and they basically kind of get it on. And from what I can understand, it basically sounds like they just realized they weren't compatible with each other. It sounds like, and so they were just like, you know, saying goodbye as they left uh, 
Rob's apartment. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, actually, me, I don't even for, think it was Rob's apartment. I think it was her apartment. Actually, yeah, it was. It was her. It was her place. And I don't. And it didn't. It didn't even. And again, I don't. I don't remember exactly the the. But for me, for me, it 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 didn't feel like. It didn't feel like it was it was gonna be a because he was had just freshly freshly broken up with Laura and she was freshly broken up with her guy. It was right. just it was just two ships in the, you know passing in the night kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, but the funny thing is, is like I also think that it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily preclude like them getting together in the future. Like the thing is, is like for me for me that felt like it was definitely like a dot 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 kind of relationship, you know? Like yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, so, it never um, it never really gets like addressed at the at, at the end. It's like once they go their separate ways, that's the last you hear of them. And it's yeah, like it never really gets addressed, honestly. And they don't and they don't leave it. They don't leave it on a bad note. They leave it. They leave it friendly. You know, yeah. the thing is, is like so. So to me and, and I think and again, I think that 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 is it's kind of it's it's kinda like I, I part of, I, I, again, I, I feel like it's part of the 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 exploration of relationships for this kind of like because again you know if you're a musician uh you know the record store is your temple right you know Uh that's you know that's where you go i mean the thing is is that like that you know it's your it's your it's your uh gladiatorial arena gladiatorial arena because that's where all your competition lives but it's also your temple you know and so um and so to have to have a relationship with somebody that actually owns the keys to the place where you where you worship and where you and where you also f- you know, find your competitors, you know, like it's you know, it's a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, two things that I want to mention, they're just kind of like side notes. Um, I noticed that she uh, at during breakfast, she puts on a Playboy shirt, which I thought yes. was funny. Yes. Right. And and the line and Rob basically says something to uh, <laughs> to Maria that I thought was just so funny uh he rob basically says sex is a human right and yeah. you know what i mean like to a certain extent that's that well, didn't yeah didn't didn't she wasn't she the one that first post didn't she first was the first person that threw out that that postulate she said something like she's like she's like i want to yeah it's my right or you know, no, yeah because she's like she's like yeah i want to get like I, if i want to i just want to i didn't want to i didn't want my breakup to stand in the way of me just me just kind of like get you know get have, have you having sex whatever it was that she said and then he's like and he's like, really? Is something, something? And she's like, yeah, it's my right. And he's like, yes. He's like, yeah, sex is a human right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so, you know, so, uh, so it was, it, it, it's funny. Like it, it, that's, I mean, I think that that was the thing is it, is it definitely seemed like they both, this was the healthiest perspective Rob had in the entire movie regarding sex at right? that point in time, you know, like, yeah. You know, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, no, and it's funny you mentioned that because there's a uh, there's an interesting uh, there's an interesting point later on about Laura. And speaking of Laura, 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 where do we start with her? I mean, yeah. so she like we actually meet Laura at the start of the movie. Like Rob and Laura had basically broken up at the start of the movie, right? Yeah, and basically becomes Rob's girlfriend again towards the end of it. Um. I mean, her parents liked Rob, so I guess that's good. I mean, if you've got the parents' approval, that you you're doing pretty well for yourself <laughs> already. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's it's funny. I mean, the thing is, is like, like that's that's, and, and I really do. I wonder. You know, it definitely seems to me that whomever wrote the movie 
had a pretty clear idea of the kind of character that they were that they were like like you know like this Rob character was was uh was a pretty well defined perspective because the, the and I really wonder I really wonder if the person that wrote it wasn't wasn't writing about either themselves or somebody that they were very close to because mm-hmm. because the because what we do when you peel back the layers of Rob in in this movie, you see you, we see that he's not a complete asshole. You know, the thing is, he does have assholeish tendencies. He does have very selfish and le- and and less than empathetic perspectives. But mm-hmm. ultimately, like ultimately, he's a good guy. Ultimately, he cares about his people. Ultimately, he cares about the like like he uh, you know um and 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 by by his people, I mean you know Laura, his his employees, right. Um, you know, uh, the, even even these kids, you know, even the kids that made the music. He's like, again, again, I think that I think that like that the, the, the fact that they made great music, like like elevate, like put them in a special place, just like just like with the, the Maria character, you know, like they're put in a special place in his brain, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I don't think that there, there, there's a lot of attention called to that, but it's true. I mean, the thing is like this. Yeah. Those kids, those kids are are literally ripping off the fucking nightclub. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I, I swear. Oh no, go I, ahead. I, go I, ahead. Okay, okay. Go yeah. On. So yeah, but they, yeah, they rip. They're ripping off the nightclub while you know while their singles being played. You know, like yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. No. I. I mean, here's the thing. I will say, like, you are right. There is. We we do see all the good sides of Rob, and he is a good person. But it's so hard to see that when oh, yes. so much of this movie is just him being an asshole. More specifically, you know, because. Rob and Laura, you mentioned it earlier. Rob and Laura have Liz, their their mutual friend, who who won't take sides yet. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, ultimately, she's taking sides. But she's, no, but yeah. she's trying. But she's trying to be magnanimous, and she's trying to like you know, and and uh, you know, and trying to be, which is which is which. I, I cannot tell you how many thousands of times I've been in that position. Not mm-hmm. not not the Liz position, but dealing with the Liz, and like I'm like, why am I dealing with a third party? Like, let me just talk yeah. to you. Yeah, no, and 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 basically, yeah, I, <laughs> that is a. I will say that is a funny scene when uh, when Liz just walks into Rob's record store and is just like, "You <laughs> fucking asshole!" <laughs> like, it's, it's so good, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, and, and like Rob admits to it, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Wait, I, and he does, and he and he he kicks it out like 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 he like lays like like the moment you lay he lays it out you're like well yeah obviously dude yeah like yeah, oh, yeah you had she she had an abortion yeah he, la- yeah, he lays he it out somebody yeah yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah he no. he lays it out yeah like and I love how he's like he just happens to know what um uh, what <laughs> Laura's gonna tell Liz right it's like yeah. I knew it's gonna be a combination of one or all of these things like I know it's a movie <laughs> but still. But yeah, 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 like you were saying, yeah, like Rob got Laura pregnant, like yeah, what, what, yeah, all of this other stuff. What, what, what are we gonna say on that? He sleeps with somebody else. He gets, he gets her pregnant. She doesn't tell him, but she knows he sleeps with somebody else. He gets caught, and then, and then she's like, "All right, I'm gonna have the." And then she, and then she, she, she terminates the pregnancy, and it doesn't let him know until like months later when they're going through a good period, you know? So they're going through a good period and he says something about babies and she loses it. She loses it. You know, like, yeah. Oh that, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It just drops yeah. that bomb on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, and it's like, Rob also like borrows money from her and never pays her back to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Like five grand. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and also tells Laura, it's like, I, I am I am unhappy with this relationship and I've kind of been looking around for somebody else. And it's like, Rob tells us not to judge, although you probably already have. 
yeah, I have judged. You're a fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, you know, and, and it, it, and I again, I do think that I do think that it's it's a pretty awesome. Um, you know, they do a great job of humanizing him. You know, he's not, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a caricature. So that's that is pretty awesome. I mean, even though he's a caricature, you know, which is which is a pretty cool thing to do. Sure, sure. I have to point this out because like Rob's mom is one of those moms. And I hate oh, these yeah. kinds of parents that they, they, they he basically yells at him for not being married already. And, and yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I hate those kinds of parents, man. And, like and putting losing, all this pressure on them. Yeah. And losing, like being like, but we liked her, you know, like, well, yeah, okay, that's great. But, but we're not getting along, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned Ian, right? Um, it, it, Rob, by the way, like Rob is basically stalking Laura when Laura is with Ian, right? Like Rob's basically stalking her at this point, right? Yeah. Like calling her just outside his place, right? Um, we also find out too that um, Ian has some well, <laughs> let's just say frustrations, perhaps maybe some you know anger management issues a little bit. I don't know. I don't know exactly. It's funny. So yeah. And and then of course, and, and, uh, and and Ian has played Ray, Ray, Ian, uh, which is like, I don't know. I don't know if you, one of, one of my favorite exchanges is he's like, is uh, Rob, Rob asked Laura, he's like, He's like, is it Ian or Ray? Like what? And, and she's like, and, and he's like, he's like, is it Ian or Ray? Like, what do you call him? And she's like, she's like, it's it's Ray. I hate Ian. And then he and he responds, he's like, yeah, I do too. And I'm like, I mean, that's so- <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> that's, that's amazing. A, that was, I was such a witty, like witty little exchange. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's and played by Tim Robbins, who just like like it's he just does smarmy so well. You know, it's yeah. so funny because he does he does so many other things. Like he does the earnest so so incredibly well as well. But like, man. It's just, it's just, I, I, I just want to just throttle the guy, you know. Yeah, as, right. As the role of Ian. But my God. favorite, that my favorite scene with Ian though is when he confronts Rob uh, at at his record <laughs> store. And, and, the, and, then, and then all the fantasy, yeah, oh, yeah. So the cool. movie depicts Rob like playing various scenarios in his head to respond to Ian, and 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 my it's fa- funny because I totally do that in my head too. My favorite of those is the one where Dick picks up the phone and just bashes at his teeth. <laughs> it's amazing, like, right? Yes. Like, that's so great. Yeah. He just bashes out his teeth and they all jump on him. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, he's playing all these various scenarios in his head. But what actually happens is, like, the end result is just him not doing or saying anything. And that's totally me as well, right? Like, I'll have all of these <laughs> So I'll have all these scenarios in my head. It's like you fucking asshole and just go in. But in my, but what in all reality, I just sit there and take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But this part of the movie, okay. This part of the movie triggered me the most. Th- this was, this was the biggest like <laughs> trigger point for me. Sure. So sure. Laura's dad dies in the movie. And this is, I will say, this is an example, like you were mentioned earlier about how, you know, like, Rob is an empathetic person, despite, you know, his assholeish tendencies, right? Sure, sure. So Laura's dad dies, and Laura asks if Rob can come to the funeral. And so, like, you know, out of respect, he does, but then completely disrespects the service by making it about him again when he's talking to other people. Sure, <laughs> sure. But then Laura asks to drive him home. But instead of taking him home, Laura drives to this secluded area, basically asking her if uh, or asking him if they can have sex to get her mind off of things. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> well, you know, well, so, so yeah, so it's, it's funny because the thing is, is that like, so this is, this is actually a, a very telling thing as well. At least, at least this is my read on it. Okay. Because I, I definitely, as, as someone who has, who has done all manner of things to, to mitigate pain, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I definitely do understand that idea. Like, like I, I thought it was really telling when she was like, she was like, either, either we have sex now, or you, if you want, you can just slap me, like beat me up or slap me in the face or something like that, or put, oh no, or put out, put out cigarettes on my arm. And he's like, he's like, I want to hang on to my cigarettes, you know, like right. um, the, that, but I do understand, like, the thing is, is that that, that impulse to like, want to like change the way you're experiencing the pain and that's and again and that's you know that sometimes that's the the, that that burning stuff and things of that nature like that kind of self-harm is like you just taking control of of the 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 anguish you're in and making it something you can really focus on you know sure so so i definitely do but the thing is but one of the really telling things about that is so she took them she took him to a place where her dad used to take the kids. Like, this is a favorite place of hers. Like, this is a place like, and this is where she wants to have sex. Like that was a very, so, so to me, it's, it seemed like she was conflating. She's like, I, I, even though I'm angry with Rob, I love Rob. I love my dad. My dad's dead. I'm in pain. I'm let me take things that are all of them a little broken and let me take them and try to mash up what I can salvage that is good from all of this and make something that, that, yeah. that numbs like, so I thought it was just, it was a really, it was a really uh, interesting and, 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 and I think like very, uh, it was, it was a very true scene for the kinds of people that I know that, that engage in that yeah. kind of, that kind of like pain mitigation. You know? Sure. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, absolutely. Having said that, though, <laughs> the yeah, way yeah, that they sure. choose to go about doing it, right? I, here's the, here's here's we had this discussion in the watch party. If they were like in you know in their teenagers twenties, like this might have been like okay, sure, right? But they're presumably in their thirties at this point. Like, yeah. I I think that's what makes it so off putting to me, right? Like, I I completely understand like wanting to you know distract the pain so to speak right but like they're in their 30s doing like having sex in a car like well no i mean sorry, sorry, i would no this is really fair i can totally get i can because I, I have done exactly that i've done i've done all I, all of that shit that happened i've done it all mm-hmm. i've done that and but the thing is is it like there's no fucking way that he actually was ready to go. Like when she climbed on top of him, like I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no, that's not how the, that's not how <laughs> this is gonna work. We're not this is not this is the yeah. like that was to me, I was like, I was like, wait, that's that's ridiculous. That's not how that's gonna work. The thing mm-hmm. is, is that no, there's there has to be a, some ramp up time. And you guys, yeah. So so yeah. I, so for me, but again, for me, I was like, okay, this is just the film narrative thing, you know, this is them bending reality just to make just yeah. to tell the story, you know. I I will say, uh, and just to wrap up the Rob saga here, I do love how like <laughs> casual Rob is about asking Laura to marry him at the end, right? It, it's so yes. casual. Like they're yes. in, they're in like a coffee shop, I guess you could say. Like that's kind of the vibe I was getting. And he just like is asking him, like, "Do you want to marry me?" Just super casually, right? Doesn't even get yeah, on a yeah. knee or anything. 
Yeah, it it definitely it definitely seemed to be like a, a like like it, it, kind of like a business decision. Like like okay, well, so mm-hmm. you know, it seems to me that it might make the most sense for us from a tax perspective. You know, like like that, that, <laughs> right. It, it was like that was the kind of thought that was put into it. I was like you know, like like we might get a little bit of a tax break if you and I decide to get, like get get married. What do you think? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I, again, again, I, I think it also kind of w- worked very well with the, with the kind of care, like, you know, like, like he's not thinking about, I, and I think that that was, I think that was her, I mean, which is, I think again, also really, really interesting and telling from her perspective that, that she, like, it seemed to me that she, it definitely seems that she's the more empathetic of the two. It definitely seems that she's the better able at like at like acknowledging that there are certain attributes of Rob that are just probably not going to change, or if they are going to change, they're gonna they're gonna change over a long stretch period of time, as opposed to like right. You know, it's supposed to like her asking for it and having it change, you know. Yeah. And the, the idea that 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 she's still in it and still into him, despite this, you know, despite the fact that like for him asking to get married is not something that he prepares and plans and makes romantic. Instead, it's, it's a conversation they have over beers where Mm -hmm. he, where he's contemplating. He's like, he's like, you know, uh, most girls are just fantasies and they're They're going to really annoy the shit out of me. And you only kind of annoy the shit out of me. So do you think maybe we should get hooked up? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I I do have some final uh, thoughts here. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and rapid fire these real quick. So sure. One of the things that did not age well in this movie, the fact that Barry makes fun of Rob's Cosby sweater. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we, yeah. how do you prepare for that? Right. How do you yeah. prepare for like, literally like, like a, a person that was a, a, a monumental figure in, in film and television, a, 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 a literally like a civil rights icon just because of of the the, the barriers that he personally broke uh yeah then also turning out to be a rapist like uh what do you do with that okay yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah no well, yeah no i yeah by the way yeah i don't fault the movie for that yeah, yeah there's no way yeah. they would have known that yeah, yeah. but still it's like <laughs> I, rob's organization tactics because throughout this movie too he like is reorganizing his records in like sort of like this weird order right I, I did relate so much to that because my organization skills are all over the place with this, you know? Yeah. 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 That, that, that's, I, I do. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the, one of the reasons why I divested myself of most of my collections is because of that impulse, you know, like, like, like I will, I, I've, I will always want to go and reorganize them and set them up. Like, and, and sometimes it's like from an aesthetic, from a visual aesthetic perspective, I want them all to look cool, you know, like, I want yeah. them to, like, and then other times it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do them in, in the order of the things I got them in, you know, and other times it's going to be like, yeah, so, so yeah, yeah no, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I had to like, I had to turn that part of my brain off. I had to let it wither and die because, uh, yeah, otherwise it would own me forever and always. Yeah, I will say, too, like it, the other thing that I thought was interesting was like Rob's record store, like, let's be honest, was kind of a <laughs> kind of a dead man's w- walking type of place. I, sure, I, sure. And like, but what I don't understand is like what changed between Rob's record store having like no patrons whatsoever to all of a sudden being busy as hell one Saturday afternoon, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's it's funny. I, I do. I do think that that is, you know. 
it, it it breaks my heart that record stores are not as prevalent as the, but they, but it is, it is really curious to me to see that there are record shops that still survive and still thrive because they have, because there is, there is something about the record buying experience going to a place where you know where records records live mm-hmm. again like that's what i'm saying it's, it's like you go to the temple you know and yeah. you go to the temple and you go through and you find you find your prayer for the day you know and you walk up to the priest and you go here you go man and you you pay the tithe and then you get your little prayer you get to take back you know um that that experience is still i mean i think that perhaps as as we start to see people age out of that, you know, like where, where, like, like obviously there are kids that grew up with that. They had the access to the entire world's catalog of music at their fingertips. Right. I could see that that experience might start to lose its luster. I don't think it'll ever go away completely because I do think that there is something um, visceral about walking into a place and smelling the albums and smelling the plastic on the CDs and on the cassettes and, and like just, and having the tactile experience of touching them and feeling them. And like, like there yeah. is that, that there, there is, I, I, that is a very magical thing, you know, but uh, you know uh, it, it's so, so, and, and so, the, so there definitely are like a buddy of mine owns ear candy in Missoula, Montana. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're, and they're a record shop called ear candy and they, and he makes a killing, you know I mean? And because I mean, but they're the only record store in, you know, the, and particularly the only record store that sells like indie rock and alternative and, 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 you know, and, and yeah. less, lesser known hip hop and all like they, like, because they, they deal with, in, with the whole sort of like alternative realm, you know, they're the only place in, in Missoula you can go to if you want, if you want to buy that stuff. And, and yeah. so they've got loyal customers and they do really well, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I and I do actually think that John uh, puts out albums. You know, I don't think he does many, but I think he does. I think he does release local local acts. So yeah, no, that's yeah, that's great. Also, it two two cameos that were uh, that were great for me. It's like Sarah Gilbert has a cameo in this movie, which is before she I, was even on Big Bang Theory, which is I, crazy. I didn't, see, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. She was. It. She was That's, the yeah. uh, love interest of Dick. Like, uh, like Dick was. Oh yes. Oh yeah. You're, yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. So Dick uh, was talking to her about some like record, yeah. and they like sort of hit it off and like that's she's right, only right. in a couple of scenes too like which that's is a right. shame yeah, yeah. You're, you're right you're right yeah I, I i i didn't make the connection i didn't make the connection with uh the uh the big bang theory but i i mm-hmm. made the roseanne connection i was like oh it's a girl right right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and of course and, like we can't talk about this movie without mentioning bruce freaking springsteen making yeah, a yes, cameo yeah, in yeah. this and, movie and talking which no but but again again i think it also connects to the idea of of this is this is happening in uh, you know in Rob's head and this is and this is you know like like he doesn't have friends that he can confide this kind of stuff in so he's confiding to the American imaginary audience so of course Bruce Springsteen is going to show up and comment on the fucking thing because of course right. it's us, you know? And yeah, and if, yeah, like it's, it's, it's all yeah. happening. As, and it's like, all anyway, so why not? Yeah. Uh, and it's like right after Rob up. mentions a song of his, like, yeah, he just, all of a yeah. sudden he's on the screen. It's like, yeah. I, it almost took me aback. I'm like, is that really? Yeah, it is. Wow. Did you, <laughs> did you also see Penny Marshall in the, in the uh, Penny Marshall who Laverne of Laverne and Shirley, Shirley in, in the, um, in the in the audience in in the uh no the, i didn't the, the see that world. yeah 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 so penny marshall was there i was like oh my god that's so cool yeah so that's that's yeah. crazy yeah all right so our ratings let's give a final rating thumbs up thumbs down 
Mike, what do you rate this movie? You know, it's it's funny. I actually, um, because I'd seen it so many times, and I'd I'd taken umbrage with it um, when I back in the day, just because, just because the the. Uh, but but uh, but upon ref- upon watching it recently and kind of digging a little bit deeper into the story, particularly in ready for this thing, I give it a, a very significant thumbs up. It's it's an awesome movie. It's a really really fun watch. Okay, and uh, and that's that's fair. That's your opinion, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Personally, though, for me. Like, you know how there are some movies that are just so stupid that they're good? No. This one, to me, this is just my opinion, of course. Sure, sure. This movie was, it just seemed so stupid to me. Like, it was it was so stupid that it was stupid to me. Okay, sure. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm sorry. I'm giving it a thumbs down. I'm sorry, no, 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 man. No, hey, no, no. I mean, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's the great thing about art, right? We, mm-hmm. each of us are entitled to our own perspective. And, and, um, but again, it's funny because I, I was in your exact same boat. I mean, I did respect, I did like the fact that they got, and I've, I've liked this for years. I did like the fact that they got the, 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 the record, record geek perspective down very, very well. I did like the, I did like the music choice. I did like all the posters and all of the, like, like in the record store, like every record that you can see, it, it all represents like great bands. Like it was obvious that the people that made the movie loved music and really, really wanted to encapture uh, or capture and 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 cals and, and not caps and calcify, but encapsulate this period in time and this music and that awesome, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it wasn't enough for me to to really compel me the way it, the way it does now. Yeah. So the, yeah. this is it. You know, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And, and and yeah, and absolutely, I can appreciate from a musician's perspective how this movie would be like you know, super important to you, of course, but yeah, like, yeah. but Hey, you know, that's the beauty of this show is that we have differing opinions, but of course we have amazing guests like Mike TV on the show who just provide such a great perspective about everything in this movie. Uh, so Mike, tell everybody uh, where they can find you online. If they somehow don't know uh, where yeah. they can find you. Yeah, so so I I um I all over the place. Um, I actually have a a uh, I'd stream five days a week. Um, it, I, I've now normalized my schedule. Um, Monday through Friday, it's all it, basically it starts at five p.m. I start a little bit early on Tuesdays just to accommodate the 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 great night guys. Mm-hmm. But um, it's so it's it's five to eight. It's it's my Twitch channel is twitch.tv forward slash Mike TV live. So that's easy because I'm Mike TV and I play live. Easy. Yeah. Um. Um, I also have a Patreon, um, which I've never, it's, it's funny because Patre- I'm doing a massive recording project right now. I'm recording 128 uh, acoustic demos and I'm then going to turn a, a, a large swath of those into full-blown studio demos of drums and bass. And, and, and by piano. the way, you did not mishear that. 120 songs. Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, and it will be, it'll probably, because I'm writing songs on the piano right now. Um, it's going to, it's going to, it's, it, it's going to be a lot more, it, it's going to be a, a full band's entire discography of music for the a full band that's been around for 20 years. I'm just putting that out in one year. Um, so yeah. So, and so if you want access to that, you, I don't gate my stuff by f- money. So if you want to just pay attention to my Patreon, you can find it. It's patreon.com forward slash get set go. You can always just check that out. Um, if you want, if you want to patronize my stuff, that's awesome. You get, you get so much, you get significantly more value for your buck than you will anywhere else on the planet earth. Yeah. I promise you that. Like, 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 and then, 
And then, yeah. And then, and then, um, you can, you know, you can follow me on Twitter, Mike TV, it gets at, at GSG. That's being actually my Twitter, and my Instagram account. They're, they're, they're all Mike TV at GSG. Um, and, yeah. uh, and those are being, those are being managed, which is great. Uh, Isabella, uh, my, the person that lives with me now, mm-hmm. the love of my life, she is handling all of that. So she's the one taking all the videos and doing all the cool, like capturing all the stuff that I, I never did. So, so it's, there's suddenly a lot more, a lot more content. So, well, so if you pay well, attention. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, no, if you haven't checked out Mike's stream, like I, it, it it's so awesome. Like the chat room just is amazing. If you hop into yeah. there, like with the sound effects and everything that happens, such great music, go check it out. Thank you, man. Yeah. Of course, I'm doing a watch party for each of these movies that we review on the show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, we uh, I stream the reactions over on my Twitch. Uh, you can find me there uh, two two nights a week as well. Twitch.tv slash Scott is one. But uh, if you can't make the party, don't worry. We have it available afterwards exclusively to the people who support on Patreon. See, I'm not as good as uh, Mike. I do gatekeep a little bit. (laughs) But you can find it. (laughs) Yeah, you can find it in your own RSS feed over at patreon.com slash Scott is one. Of course, thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you have thoughts about this movie we discussed today, and I'm sure there's going to be some people with my thumbs down rating, you can join the Discord, discord.cinemavention.com. That's where we're having, that's where people are talking all the time about various aspects of the show. You can send me an email, email at cinemavention.com. And of course, visit the website, cinemavention.com for all of the various links that you would ever need. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod. You can check him out at incompetech.com. And we'll be back next week to discuss the movie Back to the Future 2 and 3 with Samuel Lewis and Dolan Moles. This is going to be a fun one. It's the end of the Back to the Future saga for this show. I can't wait for that episode. I hope you'll be there. Until then, we'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) 